0: You look at the red zone. We've got 28 trips. i right? have scored touchdowns on 14 of them, so that's half, 50. percent Not where you want to be. You, know, you obviously want to score every time, but historically, if you're in the mid to high 60s, you're usually up there and leading the league. Some of the years when we were really good in Tennessee. We were damn near at 75, percent but that's kind of you just want to strive to be 100, and that's what you're what you're aiming for. So you're at 50 there, so 28 trips. And other than we you know we've had to kick field goals nine times. The two of them were situational, win the game, right? Green Bay, Houston. So those are two. So the other seven, had three fumbles, right down in Tampa. So lot turnover and downs that we, uh, we had down in Jacksonville to try to cut it six and a half to fourth down on the, on the sprint out Drake. So you look at all of this. So we have 99 plays, give or take, and that's including things that have been nullified by penalties, whether it's offense, pre-snap, or even defensive penalties. So you say, what's your intent? Where you are targeting? Right? So we have a lot of guys that are, we think are good players on this team. So it's not just Bijan, but it's all those guys. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point Wide receiver and fan favorite Brian Finneran is talking Dirty Bird football. Powered by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. Looking for Finneran who leaps into the air, a touchdown. FinCast starts now.
1: All right, Falcons fans, another week and, unsurprisingly, another loss Damn in Falconland. <laughs> you are tuned in to FinCast, brought to you by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons, alongside the one and only BFIN86, Brian Finneran. Hello. I'm, hello. I'm Tyler Nelson, and uh, let's get into the misery that was last this past weekend's game.
2: Where to start? Uh, Where to start, Finn? You can start at the quarterback position for both teams. When you have a guy show up in Minnesota and is there for three days, doesn't take one snap, and is practicing the cadence and taking snaps on the sideline after their starter gets hurt, knocked out of the game. So that was good. Uh, We knocked out the starter, a young kid from BYU. He was Mm -hmm. done. Concussion. Hate to see it, but he's out. And then here comes a guy that just got there, Joshua Dobbs, and he leads that team uh, to 31 points and a 31-28 victory and A lot of things went wrong with the defensive side of the ball, which will be cleaned up. And then offensively, you put up 28 points, you expect to win, and uh, they did not.
1: Uh, so when you going back to what you just said, what on the defense will be cleaned up? We now have had two weekends in a row where the defense was, if not the problem, a major part of the, of the loss. Big ten, and, unsu- and surprisingly so. So when you say th- that will be cleaned up, what are those things that you're sure about? So I think sure when you, about when when you
2: play teams like we played in Minnesota and, Minnesota and Tennessee yeah. with backup quarterbacks, right? First-time starters. Up, and then the backup backup. <laughs> and then the first-time starters. Yeah. The defensive backs, in my opinion, get a little nosy, which means – they want to get an interception. They want to try to get a pick six. They think the young kid's going to make a mistake. So you get a little bit more Greedy. nosy mm-hmm. where you try to jump routes okay. as opposed to playing your technique and playing fundamentally sound football. And it happened a couple times. Will Levis got us in Tennessee. Richie Grant jumped a dig route by the tight end. He goes right by him down the field for an easy you know, 40-plus yard touchdown. And then last week, it was a big play. It only led to a field goal. But our corner tried to jump an out route when the running back was out wide and ran a go route, and they just went right by uh-huh. him, and they made a big play. So that was Jeffrey Okuda on that one. So just tighten it up. Realize that every play matters that much, and even does, even though you're playing young quarterbacks, they can still make plays in the NFL. They're NFL football players, and that's exactly what they were able to do, unfortunately. and, and um, So you clean it up by being more sound fundamentally, playing right. your responsibility before you start trying to jump routes. And then tackling was an issue the last couple weeks as well. Boy, howdy!
1: What I just said to you before we started the podcast was specifically one
2: one play that I
1: think, yeah, yeah, that AJ Terrell after the guy shook off. uh, I can't even think it was it, Nate uh, Landman. Yeah, the guy shakes him off, and then AJ Terrell is right there to to tackle
2: him, except he just shoulders shoulders him,
1: him, and the guy just bounces off like water off a you know. Ducks back and keeps running for 10, 15 yards.
2: Yeah, we lost contain a handful of times. We missed sacks. Bud Dupree, who we interviewed this week, missed a sack. He had to end the game on a fourth Mm -hmm. and seven. He Mm -hmm. knows he made a mistake, and you just can't do that if you want to win football games in the NFL. And too many times the last two weeks we've missed tackles and have not played sound football. So I think that'll be cleaned up because they see it on film. They go back and watch it. We also talked to A.J. Terrell this week uh, in the locker room. And he said the the exact same thing about what we're talking about. Clean a few things up, play better defense, tackle better, and be more sound, and they'll be just fine. And now you go to Arizona and see if you can't fix those problems.
1: Okay, now to the offense then. I still think that I want Taylor Heineke in there. Other than him and that that was a really, really bad interception, but I still think it was better than what we normally get from Desmond Ritter. Yeah. What do you see in the offensive side of the ball?
2: He missed some throws, too. That was he not did. a good throw. That there were some behind people and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it wasn't a great play design either. It was a two-man, three-man route with a check down. Just take the check down if you don't like what's down there. Right. It's a muddied. There's a lot of defenders around. Just take what the defense gives you sometimes. and sure. You can let your playmakers make plays. I mean, that's why you have guys on those check downs. And a check down is when you got a couple routes down the field, 10, 15, 20 yards down the field, and it's muddied and there's defenders all over the place take the running back who just did a little wheel route or i mean a little flare route yeah, or it's kind an of like, out like route. a safety valve or something exactly. kind
1: of just to get something right
2: just take it take what they give you and don't try to force the ball and he did try to force it a couple times pressing a little bit mm-hmm. and that caught up with him so other than that uh there are some plays that plays guys got to make yeah catch the football and it's thrown to you Quarterback play, get it there. Um, don't hold on offense. Don't jump off sides at the one yard line and back up as a. As a that was one of the things that tackle. I just could not get Guard. over
1: was how these pr- procedural and pre-snap penalties yeah. that just like it at home in our building yes. that is inexcusable, it's super
2: frustrating. So those are the things you got to clean up, and if you do, you'll find a way to win these games. That's why I want to go to the players specifically. I mean, the coaches are going to coach. They study, they look at the film, they they study tendencies. And then they call the plays they think can work. And then it's up to the players to make them work. That's protection, that's blocking, that's catching, running, all the stuff included. And we just got to be better in that regard.
1: Okay, so now to the coaching you said They study, I mean, like, right, there was a lot of, I think, offensive line you could point to that just was not great blocking and stuff. But then there was blocking schematics, like, then there's the one that jet sweep with John U. Smith. First of all, can Arthur Smith pull John U. Smith out of his m- mouth? Like, what? what? He, Jesus. So he's oh got my. a relationship with John U. from Clearly, Tennessee? Clearly. Either that or John Smith has, like, pictures of him that he doesn't want Stop. getting out or something. He has,
2: like, blackmail. Like, because so,
0: why
1: are you doing a jet sweep to the. Uh, so listen.
2: In his defense, Johnu Smith had 10 touchdowns with Arthur Smith in Tennessee one year. So I think he goes back to that when he gets in the red zone. The play was not ideal. You're on the one-yard line. You'd rather just have your bully back and fullback go straight ahead and try to make somebody tackle you and try to get one yard. Or well, you didn't your
1: first-round uh, running back. Or your first-round tight
2: end. Yeah, he didn't. You went to your backup tight end and Johnu. So Johnu was a problem on this one. This is where I say players got to play better mm-hmm. make plays. He gets the handoff on a jet sweep and puts the ball on his right arm. And he's going running to the left. Well, now you don't have an arm to kind of stiff arm anybody or lower your shoulder because right. the ball's right there. And instead of, like, dipping, he tries to dip inside and score but gets blocked, uh, tackled hard, at the one-yard line goes backwards because the ball's in the wrong arm. If he has it in the other arm, I think he can make a better move because that play is there if he just goes outside the outside man. I think he walks in the end zone and scores. So... Not the ideal play, but if the players execute it properly, it's a touchdown. But you had on that side, you had again, first
1: round tight end and Kyle Pitts blocking one on one. And he's Bijan's not, not even in the game. And Bijan's not in the game. So now that. So like I said, do we need to put Bichon on a milk carton or something? He wasn't <sighs> sick or something this week. Why the F is he not in the game down in the red zone? I don't care if he doesn't get the ball. I don't care if he is sick and we just wanna say it. Why is he not in the game at least to draw attention
2: to him? Right. Yeah, I agree with that. He needs to be in the ball game. He's a stud. Um, he's an 8th f- round 8th overall pick in the first round and you want to use him and you'll hear Arthur Smith maybe later uh rambling through the reasons why Bijan oh wasn't in the game. He went on for 5 minutes talking about red zone opportunities. We had 99 we've had 99 opportunities down there or we've had 28 possessions inside the red zone. Uh 99 plays. Scored 14 out of those 28 times. He goes on and on about all these numbers, and then it's incoherent. Talks about fumbles, talks about this, and it's all it's all partially true, but it doesn't address the issue. Is why isn't Bijan in the game more and getting the ball down there more? Mm-hmm. That's the biggest problem. I mean, guy is shifty, he's strong, he's fast, he's physical, he can do a lot of things with the ball in his hands, and he's just not getting enough opportunities. Down there in the red zone. So, it's frustrating for the fan base because we'd like to see our eighth overall pick get some action and get more than one touchdown in the nine games he's played in. Rushing touchdowns. One rushing touchdown.
1: Right. So, is there... I mean, I, I, there's so much to go with an Arthur Smith angle right now. He all, it likes to, I feel like, mess with people about those. It's not fantasy football, whatever. Right. Is he honestly just trolling people at this point? Like, no. is he... That is... Could he potentially be that much? You can't. I I can't can't understand why you don't have Bijan even in the game. Like, if you want to do a trick play to Johnny Smith where he passes the fucking ball, okay, whatever. But to just not have Bijan even in, and that was two weeks ago, not this week, but still, like, the jet sweep to him is a trick play as far as I'm concerned. And Bijan's not even in there to distract, like it can come to him. Right. Well, what
2: could possibly be the. Well, the the number one thing these guys want to do is win football games. Their job is on the line. So they're not going to just troll fans by not getting I, in there. I know, I'm speaking so like, for some it? reason, they think that their guys, their personnel on the field is what is going to work best for them in that moment, and it just hasn't. So if it's not working, and you only got one touchdown for your star running back, and you got one touchdown for your star tight end, and you got two touchdowns from your backup running back in Tyler Algier, something's not working. So let's get the guys in there you think, we think, and you think, and fantasy football thinks should <laughs> be in the, in the game scoring <laughs> touchdowns.
1: So there's a saying I heard a long time ago, and going back to what you said, Arthur Smith, well, look out of 28 times. There, those are, that is like a drunken man using a lamppost for support rather than enlightenment, <laughs> right? Like, is
2: this
1: so. that that doesn't result if if we're the record is four and five? It doesn't matter if you're 28 for 28 in, in the red zone. Something's not working. Yeah. So then to the Arthur Smith thing, is it time for him to stop calling plays and actually let the OC be the OC and him just be the Head no, guy.
2: I don't think so. It's his offense. He brought it here from Tennessee. He's an offensive-minded head coach. There's a lot on his plate, yes. He's got to deal with injuries in a game, personnel, referees that make a bad call. He's got to bitch and moan at them. He's oh, got to do- or
1: he's got to make a bad call by throwing the challenge flag. Like, what?
2: Whoa. Yeah. a lot. There's a lot going on on the sidelines. And I get that sentiment, but he's not going to give up play calling. Not this year, anyway. It's his baby, and he's not going to get rid of it. And, um... You just gotta hope that it improves. This is it. This is really it. You got Arizona, and then you got a bye week. You have to get to 500 going into the bye week at five and five. Then you got eight, seven say, games yeah, left a- after that to try to win at least five of those. You would hope get to ten and ten and seven, mm-hmm. and put yourself in a position where you can win your division. Well, I think
1: ten and seven wins this division easily. I agree
2: because then because then you're talking about the Saints twice mm-hmm. left on the on the schedule. Uh, We'll be at that game in in two and a half weeks with uh, our friends at Scana Energy, which is going to be awesome. The whole locker room will be there, yep. Um, So it'll be a lot of fun. So this is it now because I don't think he's on the hot seat, but. So that was going to be my next question. You don't think he's on the hot seat. Okay, come back to that, but what? Uh, But it depends how he looks going into the bye week. Okay. Like if we go to Arizona and look bad and don't give the ball to Bajan in the red zone and don't score touchdowns and look sloppy and have false starts and keep fumbling the ball then there's going to be a conversation started to be had in the bye right. week but right now if he wins that one then there's no hot seat in my opinion yeah so it goes in, it's all about Congratulations, this
1: week. you beat a one in 8 team and and you know what honestly if, if Arthur Smith loses his job he's a billionaire I won't feel bad for him oh, um his
2: daddy's a billionaire his daddy's IPA yeah, well you know all in the family. <coughs> There's like 11 kids there, dude. You got to be careful. Not oh, everybody can no, be a billionaire. Oh no, It's got to split up a billionaire, a billion dollars, <laughs> 11 way. No, no. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now to, the, I just, I it, it was just so disappointing and so dysfunctional. I didn't even know where to start with my frustration watching the game on Sunday. And I think we still are there. Like the fact that we we're recording this on
2: Thursday, I haven't calmed down. <laughs> you're probably here. Like I'm. No, it, the, the frustration builds. Yeah. Until you get to play another game and prove us wrong show us that you can change a little bit and do something different
1: so to Arizona then let's talk about that they are one and eight but they are now activated to the 53 man roster and assumptively starting Kyler Murray who's coming off an ACL coming off an ACL so he is a pro bowl quarterback your first round draft pick uh mobile quarterback mm-hmm. kid can play
2: right no question about it so
1: one my first question is how much do you think a ACL, even though he's playing and is whatever, it can affect him? Two, that's another mobile quarterback. We just saw this week and how that can kill us. Tell me about those two things.
2: All right. So the ACL coming back, you you miss for the first year and a half. You'll miss some of that explosive, like uh, quick twitch stuff. Sure, but it starts to come back uh, eventually. I think it'll be a little bit more. Um, reluctant to get out of the pocket mm-hmm. and run too much. It'll be the first game, first time he's taken real live hits on that knee and on that body since he tore his ACL last November, I think. So he'll be a little hesitant to get out of there, I think. And then this is a huge part, what you're talking about. He still is mobile and athletic, and his instincts are going to take over at some point Yeah. Or he'll still go and try to make things happen with his legs. Now it comes down to contain. Now it comes down to a spy. If you want to spy him, have a guy on the defensive side of the ball kind of follow him around during the play and make sure he doesn't get out too far. And then it's the defensive ends tackling. Keep him in the keep him in the pocket. I don't think he can beat you with his arm. I think our guys can have interceptions. I think if we can He's so small. Mm-hmm. You get Clayce Campbell with his hands up and some of the other big guys on on Yamada. Keep your hands up and, and make him uncomfortable there in the pocket and and make it tough for him. I really do think this is a huge game for the Falcons and and I I believe they'll win this one. So, uh, yes, I do too. And mm-hmm. and they
1: should. There should be zero excuse. And I've heard a lot of people say, and I've said it myself, is I wouldn't have let Dan Quinn on the plane after that Super Bowl loss. If, if, we, go to Air, to the hell if we go happen? to Arizona and oh, lose Arizona. this, if I'm whoever is ultimately making that call, whether it's Terry <sighs> Fontenot or Arthur Blank or whomever, I'm not letting Arthur Smith on that effing plane mm-hmm. if we lose in Arizona this week. So again, going back to your analysis of, of the the spy and all that stuff, what is the most effective at the end of the day, do you think? Because we're now missing Grady Jarrett, and we saw – I think we felt that this past week, right? might be right, yeah. So how – and which guy? Who's who's spying? I think where, it's all Where's that position this, coming
2: When you got a guy like this, it has to be a team effort. Sure. It's to be Nate Lamb, when we talked about, Caden Ellis, and the linebackers, the mm-hmm. two inside linebackers. It'll be Klayis Campbell, uh, Bud Dupree. You have to be smart pass rushers. Carter. Keep him in the park. Lorenzo Carter, mm-hmm. yeah. Make him uncomfortable. Close that pocket down on him. Get your hands up, like I said. It's not going to be one guy. He's too shifty and athletic. Uh, Kyler Murray is to just say we're just going to go get him with the one guy. It's going to be a group effort in keeping him in. The so box.
1: Ex- explain the spy position to me too, because we've we've talked about this more, uh, or excuse me, a few ep- uh, yeah a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. I and mean, what I said to you is, uh, it looks like we've seen uh, our defense exposed a little bit on the mobile quarterback, and then we had again Josh Dobbs do that to us, and uh, so now again we have a true fully even ACL notwithstanding. So where does that spy come from, and who is it?
2: All right, so explain that position. Funny because you can do it with anybody. Like last week, they had Contavious Street, the new guy we just picked up, Mm -hmm. one of our uh, defensive end slash tackles, right? Drop out in coverage and kind of spy Dobbs for a minute. Okay, and not that effective. The the effective way to do it is do it with a speedy linebacker. Right, Caden Ellis can run pretty pretty good. Yep, or you bring a a safety down in Richie Grant or Jesse Bates. Uh, down in the box and let him kind of shadow the quarterback from a distance, five, eight yards off the line of scrimmage, and just kind of watch him closely. And your only responsibility is is that quarterback right. and make sure he doesn't get loose. So, it's uh, it's tough because athletes are gonna the whoever plays the best on that one play is gonna win. You got to tackle well. What those mm-hmm. guys can do. And come up and be smart. So and
1: so, do you mix because the
2: spy position is yeah, not a? Definitely. It's not
1: like the middle linebacker. It's not a. It's something that someone moves into after the play starts, right? Sure. So, do you? Is it more effective then to mix up who it is from yes. play to play from from possession to possession?
2: Yeah, no question. Because you don't want the offense coordinator for the, to Arizona, the Cardinals to, to understand who it is, and then right. you can uh, Plan call it, plays yeah. mm-hmm. based off of that. So you will absolutely mix it up. It'll be a guy dropping out every once in a while. It'll be Caden Ellis every once in a while. Richie Grant will come down. So it'll be everybody, Jesse Bates. Everybody will play a role in, in the spy. Okay, tell me about the wide receiver core for the Cardinals. All right, the Arizona Cardinals, Marquise Brown, Hollywood, nice football player, can, can hurt you a little bit and uh, make some things happen. They um, have not been great this year. They're 1-8, so right. they don't do a whole lot of things well. Michael Wilson, who's uh, hurt and questionable for the game, is another guy that can come out there and play. Trey McBride's their tight end, has been pretty good this year. Is another guy that can hurt you. So, not that impressive with the guys they have. Rondell Moore is another little receiver that can run pretty fast as well. So, I like our chances. Our DBs are good enough to hold them down, and we should be fine.
1: Who was the questionable wide receiver for the
2: Cardinals? Michael Wilson, I believe.
1: Okay. You mentioned Michael Wilson is uh, questionable. Where are we with Drake London?
2: Oh, good question. Questionable as well. I'm not sure if he'll play. That groin can be tricky. It's kind of, Drake London has a groin injury from a few weeks ago. The fact that you have a bye week after this, and if that groin's not 75, 85% cleaned up, I don't know if it makes sense to throw him out there because then you got two full weeks to get him sure. back and ready for the Saints game. And I think you can beat Arizona without him. So I think I wouldn't be surprised if Drake Lennon doesn't play again. I will
1: say that I felt like we we saw missing him last week and two, but we should have won anyway without him. Yeah. So I do I do think you're right. I think we can win without him. Oh, but Mac Hollins went down to, in, in that game, didn't he? Did he?
2: Ele- So the injuries for the Falcons, they got Richie Grant as questionable. Keith Smith, the fullback, missed last week. He's questionable. Drake London, questionable. Uh, And Matt Collins, you nailed it, is uh, questionable. Did not practice Wednesday this week and uh, hopefully get back in. he just got an ankle. A lot of times, if it's not a high ankle sprain, you can go ahead and tape that sucker up and be ready to go.
1: Okay, cool. So with the defense, do you think we clean up some of the coverage issues? And there's no... uh, (laughs) Backup quarterback for the Cardinals this weekend. So if they have, there is a quality quarterback starting. So I don't think that to your point of you get a little greedy and your eyes get wide with a with a backup or a backup backup in mm-hmm. there. That's not possible in terms of the psyche for the secondary right. this week.
2: You'll play straight up.
1: Uh, we'll see what happens in terms of containment. That has to be. I'm. I'm. I think you're right that even if he is a hesitant to at first, I think that his intuition is going to kick in eventually yeah. because our secondary, generally speaking, is pretty good. Oh, yeah. So if they're covered and he's gets scrambly. You know, yeah. I don't want another fourth and seven miss. And You, you know, know, the
2: defense has been good all year outside of the last couple of weeks. And like I said, they'll clean it up. They go watch film like everybody else, and they'll start. Because they are fixable problems. It's not right. like we're just bad players out there. Right. we got good players. Correct. And it's just a matter of being more consistent and uh, fundamentally sound. All
1: right, what is, and this is the last note I guess we'll end with, uh, what does Taylor Heineke need to do to pull it pull through on, on, our, on the offensive side of the ball this
2: weekend? Play smart. Take what the defense gives you. We had a play this week where we had two guys down the field again on a play-action pass, and Tyler Algier was out to the left on a little check down, and he had like 15 to 20 yards of open space mm-hmm. if you just dump it off there. He tried to force it into a receiver coming across the middle, almost got intercepted. I know. Yeah. The one and um, so eliminate those type of plays. take what, another
1: one, to, to actually to that point, there was another one where Kyle Pitts, where I think Heineke ended up running it. He didn't pull the trigger. Kyle Pitts was wide open on a seam route he had 20 yards of grass in front of him
2: it's a it's a tough position to play the quarterback spot is (laughs) for sure you're there you're for a reason you're professional you practice all week long you should be able to see those things that you're talking about yeah but you see what
1: this this is this is this is an armchair Armchair. Um,
2: Armchair (laughs) armchair quarterback so taylor uh protect the football hit the guys that are open keep taking those shots but be a little bit more careful with the football and um again just take what the defense gives you
1: okay all right what is the what is the final score you think Give me a prediction, and then we're out.
2: All right, we got 28 points last week. Um, let's get it back up there again. I think we I think we finally hit our stride, get a couple guys in the end zone. Okay. Let's go 31-17, Falcons figure out a way to blow somebody out.
1: All right, fans, you heard it first here on FinCast. 31-17 is the BFAN86 prediction for Sunday. Man, I hope you're right. So uh, let's go out to Arizona and get us a dub. is yeah, it. Fincast is brought to you by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. Fincast is hosted by Brian Finnerin, co hosted and executive produced by Tyler Nelson. If you'd like to reach out to the show, email Tyler at Tyler at 68 of the Fincast is hosted by 68 of the Fan on the podcastpark.com and is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Opening and closing music by Atlanta band Gringo Star and their song I Will Not Follow. Thanks for tuning into Fincast. We'll see you next week. Appreciate you, dog.